BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. The other thing that I did this weekend beyond hosting the CNN program was to work on my fall speech. I, TC, can attest to this. I always have a set of timely remarks that I deliver, sometimes in small theaters, at public events. And I so enjoyed pre-COVID, you know, doing small theaters across the country. I think 26 of them everywhere, all corners of the country. I also have a standard speech at all times that I'll use to deliver to private groups, a number of those now getting back on my calendar since the pandemic is in the rearview mirror. And I do want to get back out to the small theaters. I'm I'm working on doing that. And in, in the last several years, the material has overlapped because I have this consistent belief about the causes of our political polarization, but I always try to keep it fresh. And you may remember there was the American Life in Columns tour recorded, by the way, by our friend uh, Jeremy Cox in that was St. Louis, TC, wasn't it? Where, where did Jeremy come out and and record? I yes. think we were in St. Louis. I want to say St. Louis. Yes. Yeah. Like meet me in St. Louis. Something right. like I believe that's what you kept saying. OK, then there was the things I wish I knew before I started talking. That was supposed to be a tour. And that's the one that COVID cut short. And my my middle school, we said then junior high school, my junior high school buddy, Chris Strand, who is a successful television film producer, uh, he recorded it at a historic playhouse in the community where I was born and raised, and it became a Hulu special. And then it's time to change the channel. Hard to believe that it was last September. We're coming up on a year since I delivered the Reagan Library keynote, which was one day before the Mighty Finn's birthday. So that means he's celebrating a one-year birthday in a couple of weeks. And the point is that the American Life in Columns tour, things I wish I knew before I started talking and it's time to change the channel, are all on my YouTube page or Hulu. So you can watch them. And in each of them, I speak extensively about the media role in polarization. And I, I still believe that a polarized media created a polarized Washington. But this is what I was eager to share with you as we begin a new week together here on POTUS. There's a new angle that I am fleshing out, a twist that came to light again this weekend. And the speech that I'm working on now is, and you've heard elements, if you listen to me here on POTUS, you know, you get all of this from me 
over the span of a typical week, but my assignment is to now condense it into a 50-minute address, and it's the role of diminished social capital. This is the Smirconish Podcast from SiriusXM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. I've recently read some new things. I've interviewed some folks. Those interviews have led to other explorations that have really framed this in my mind. Here's here's the very quick recap, and then I will give you the update, and I hope you'll, you'll find it of interest. Um, came back from vacation and saw a David Ignatius piece in the Washington Post highlighting the work of a fellow at the Rand Corporation, Dr. Michael... Uh, Mazur, who spent a year analyzing the characteristics of our national competitive success. I think that's the way that he described it. His finding was, and now there's a lot of data saying this, that younger Americans increasingly do not believe that the nation is exceptional. And, And by the way, and I talked about this here last week, I talked about it on CNN on Saturday, this phenomenon of quiet quitting. Quiet quitting. That story is still number one at the Wall Street Journal and has been for a week. You know, the idea that that young Americans, those those born after 1989, 54 of them are not engaged. 54 percent of them are not engaged in their work. Now, the evidence shows that our country is more fearful and pessimistic than it's been. The lead at Drudge, at least last night, was that like three quarters of Americans believe our best days are now behind us. Meanwhile, the American dream, if that's what we're going to continue to discuss and describe it as, is still alive and well for the children of immigrants. They, they have a greater likelihood of a trajectory toward being rich than those of naturally born citizens, which is pretty amazing. And then there's Raj Chetty. He's always the guy talking about mobility and 
um, economics and zip codes and so forth. He's the Harvard economist. And he and his colleagues recently released the result of this massive database study. They looked at the social networks. Don't worry, they didn't know your name. But they looked at the social networks of 72 million users of Facebook, and they looked at zip codes. And what did they find? Raj Chetty found that for the poor, the best ticket out of poverty is having wealthy friends. And that's the descriptor that many of the social scientists will use uh, for social capital. In other words, growing up in a community connected across class lines, that is what best improves a kid's outcome and gives them a better shot at rising out of poverty. Now, here's the problem. The problem is we're not integrating the way that we used to. We're not mingling with people who are unlike us, so there's not much of an opportunity for rich and poor to co-mingle and the poor kids to learn or, or not so much learn maybe as tap into the networks of the richer kids. And as I was thinking about it in the last couple of weeks and, and rereading some books that I'd read years ago, a light bulb went off for me and I immediately thought of Charles Murray uh, and his 2012 bestseller called Coming Apart. Murray analyzed what happens when there's little intersection between the rich and the poor, and he chronicled our increasing class segregation. Remember, Belmont, Massachusetts as one extreme, the Kensington section of Philadelphia as another. We live among those who are like us, which further perpetuates our, his title, coming apart, because the better off can't as easily or don't as easily extend opportunity to the less fortunate. They don't cross paths. Something I got into this weekend as I was listening to Alice's playlist. The Charles Murray quiz. Do you remember this from the book? He developed a quiz to help you figure out, are you in a bubble? And, and, and this is like perfect for the POTUS audience. I, here, here are a couple of the questions to determine whether you are in a bubble. Have you ever walked, have you ever walked on a factory floor? Have you ever had a job that caused something to hurt at the end of the day? Did you ever have a close friend who's an evangelical Christian? Do you have any close friends with whom you have a strong and wide-ranging political disagreement? Here's another one. I love this one. During the past month, have you hung out with people who were voluntarily smoking cigarettes? I'm not sure why he said voluntarily. Like, where would you be hanging out where they'd be involuntarily? I don't know. Okay, another another beauty. Do you know who Jimmy Johnson is? Ah, but wait a minute. Are you thinking NASCAR or football? Did you ever buy a pickup truck? Have you gone fishing in the last five years? How often do you eat at Denny's or IHOP? TC, we know the answer for you because of what you put into your browser. We learned that last week. It's just, it's just delicious. I don't know what's your problem. IH. www.ih. Mine goes to I hate Steven Singer. TC's goes to IHOP. Talk among yourselves. I enjoy diamonds and pancakes. Okay. That's not a problem. All right, how about this? Since leaving school, have you ever worn a uniform of any kind? Since leaving school, have you ever worn a uniform? 
Have you ever hitchhiked or taken a long-distance bus trip? Here's another one. Did you ever watch an episode of Dr. Phil all the way through? And finally, and this is not the totality. These are just the ones that I cut and pasted. What does Branson mean to you? Missouri or Richard? So that's just a part of, of Murray's quiz. And you tally up, you get points for each of your positive answers. And then you tally up your points. And the higher your score... The more often you've said yes, the thinner your bubble. So I took the quiz again this weekend, and I was, I was in the 40s. I forget where I was. Was I 42, 44? I don't know. But, but the conclusion was that I am a first-generation, upper-middle-class person who had middle-class parents. Yeah, it works. And, and, and then something else that I'm, I'm like mulling over all the data. Okay, what else does this bring to my mind? It brings to my mind that the lack of social capital, the lack of common experiences has been accelerated by the Internet. Now I think of another guest on POTUS, Bill Bishop. Bill Bishop is the guy who wrote the book called The Big Sort. His premise was that 50 years ago, we disengaged as a society. You know, fewer Elks clubs. I I had dinner with my mother last night. Delightful. And mom was telling me that, you know, she's still, I hope she won't object to my saying this. She still, you know, maintains uh, a membership. I better not do that. But it's a very, like, common group that mom belongs to. (laughs) Common on main streets across the country. I don't want to get in trouble with mom. Yeah, it's good to edit, Michael. You know, that was good. That's a a start. My dad was a Rotarian. There, there's an example. Rotary Club. Anybody belong to Rotary Club? Um, Those type of community organizations in great decline. Fewer newspaper on a local level subscriptions. Fewer bowling leagues. Anybody anybody in a bowling league? I was in a bowling league uh, as a kid. My sponsor was Seats Florist. I remember I had a yellow bowling shirt, and that's what it said on the back. Um, But what Bishop says is... The Internet, when we re-engaged as a society, the Internet allowed us to seek out people with similar interests. Now, it could be bowling, it could be fishing, but it could also be politics, and in many cases it is. And all of this data that says we're just not spending time with people unlike ourselves is straight out of Robert Putnam's Bowling Alone, which he wrote in 2000. Bowling Alone, the collapse and revival of the American community. He was, right, he was here on POTUS with me very recently. Putnam says we've been headed in our separate ways for a long time, but now, like Bishop, the Internet has really sped up that process. The reason that this was a subject on my program here within the last two weeks is that new data came out. Uh, there was a New York Times analysis by Emma Goldberg, And you'll remember perhaps our conversation on this about how the American corporate workplaces have splintered and some are nearly as full as they were before COVID-19 and other offices just sit abandoned. And a lot of millennials, as evidenced by Apple now struggling to get their workforce back into their headquarters three days a week. But there's a huge difference between large and small cities. The big cities are slower to fill than the small cities. 
Well, Michael, you're saying what do the workplaces have to do with this discussion of social capital? Well, workplaces were one location where we were getting together with people dissimilar to ourselves. You, you, you put it all together. And what does it mean? It means to me that good things happen when we intermingle and have common experiences, the sort that my father told me had benefited him from his Korean War experience. And we worked on a list here recently. Okay, well, and, and this was uh, the day that I had Professor Putnam, Bob Putnam on the program. Like, where can we look for that type of cross-pollination? My word, not his. Student exchange programs, houses of worship, acts of volunteerism, maybe mandatory government service that need not be military, youth sports was something else. And I added to that list the workplace. You know, the workplace seems to be one where even if you're in the C-suite, at some part of your day, you're interacting with people. I, I get it. I've been schooled. There's no longer a mail room. But whatever the equivalent might be, you know, you can't help but interact with other people at work who aren't exactly like you. So that's all the the sort of the preamble. What brought it home for me this weekend it's back to school time, and for many who are going to school for the first time, going to college, going to a university, they're about to be assigned a roommate. And schools, although they seem to pull from similar backgrounds, I mean, I think about who were my undergraduate uh, classmates, they largely came from families like mine, but you never knew what you were getting with a roommate, right? The possibility existed that you were going to be assigned someone of a different race, or religion, or political bent. And now that might be in jeopardy. Because NBC News had a, had a, a data set over the weekend that a lot of the attention was commanded by the finding that 75% think our best days are behind us. Nearly three quarters of Americans think that the United States is heading in the wrong direction under President Biden, uh, according to this data, which primarily looked at the midterm elections, 74% say the country is on the wrong track. Just 21% say the nation is headed in the right direction. And that's what got all the attention in the coverage this weekend. I was lured in by that three-quarter finding. But as is often the case, when I got to the data set, I thought, wait a minute, that's not what most interests me. What most interests me is the fact that, and, and there are several of these tidbits, but let me give you the takeaway. Almost half of second-year college students say they wouldn't choose to be roommates with someone who supported a different presidential candidate than they did in 2020. And if colleges go this way, and even without colleges getting involved, I'm not saying there's a move afoot among colleges to keep us apart based on politics, but if students have the ability to exercise that preference, what does it tell me? It tells me that in our social lives, in our professional worlds, it tells me in our, our, our pairing up, when you're finding a partner, that the polarization that has seeped into every other aspect of life is now going to keep us apart in even greater areas that heretofore have been social interaction where it didn't matter where someone else came from or what they believed. I'll share that polling data with you in just a moment. This is the
the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's that time again. Time to start thinking taxes. But this tax smart move for 2023 could make it less painful. Open and fund a Fidelity IRA before the tax deadline. You could reduce your taxable income in a traditional IRA or get tax-free withdrawals in retirement with a Roth IRA. Plus, there are no account fees or minimums to open an account. Get started at fidelity.com slash IRA. No account fees or minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. Okay, so yesterday, I'm in the midst really of explaining to you yesterday's poll question at Smirconish.com, which asked this, when making roommate assignments, should colleges attempt to separate those of opposing political views? There were 10,389 who voted. 84.22% of us said, no, don't do that. Good things will happen, maybe, when students of different political perspectives room together. And if we go the other direction and we try and segregate by political philosophy, all we're doing is is furthering this trend of all of us staying in our bubbles, our ideological silos, and not having common experiences with other Americans. And that is killing this country. I'm convinced... And I summarized for you all the data that leads me in that direction. So here comes NBC News in a poll that uh, got widespread coverage over the weekend, largely because they found that three quarters of Americans think that our best days are behind us. But within that data set, I found the college information and more. Almost half of second year college students say they wouldn't choose to be roommates with someone who supported a different presidential candidate than they did in 2020. A majority say they wouldn't go on a date with someone who had voted differently. And nearly two thirds say they could not see themselves marrying someone who backed a different presidential candidate two years ago. You know, when I open the phones momentarily at the usual number, I'm going to want to know, do you have a room with somebody 
who saw the world differently, politically speaking? How about uh, marriage? How about dating? How about all of the apps? I'm, I'm, you know, decades removed from the dating game. I don't even know if I if I were to go to any of the the swiping services today, are politics going to play a role in any of this? Half of college students say they wouldn't choose to be roommates with someone who supported a different presidential candidate. A majority wouldn't go on a date with someone who voted differently. And two thirds say they can't see marrying a person who backed a different presidential candidate. The exact numbers. Could you see yourself choosing a room, choosing to room with someone who supported the opposing 2020 presidential candidate? Probably not. Or 27 percent. Definitely not. Or 19 percent. Would you go on a date with someone if you knew they had supporting the opposing presidential candidate that you supported in 2020? 30 percent. Probably not. 23 percent, definitely not. How many marriages of people who are listening to this program right now would never have happened if you fell into the category of saying there's no way that I'm going to date someone who voted for someone other than the candidate I voted for in 2020? The other one, could you see yourself getting married? Same fact pattern, you know. Other candidate in 2020, probably not 32%. This is the highest of any of these. Definitely not 31%. So 63% all told are in the category of, I'm just not interested in a relationship that could end in marriage unless they voted for Trump like I did. Unless they didn't vote for Trump like I did. So one more area in terms of where in the past we've been together is now falling by the wayside if this data holds true. I wish I had a baseline. I wish I could I could put it in comparison to the way things were 20 or 50 years ago. I don't have that. This was NBC News and their Generation Lab report. A whopping 86% of the rising sophomores say they either uh, are super optimistic or pretty optimistic. 63% about their future lives. 13% say they're pessimistic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The link was in yesterday's Smirconish.com newsletter, and the poll results are, as I just told you, in terms of uh, where most of us stand. 84.22% say, no, 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 let them live together. Maybe good things will flow from that. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more 
as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.